Hi, I'm Eden Delaney. And I'm Eden West. In these next few podcasts, we are going to be bringing you different perspectives of what it's like to be in a suburban high school that values cultural integration. So go grab a snack. Maybe some popcorn. Sit back, relax, and stay stay with with us. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed our last podcast. It's great that you decided to come back. We have so much more left in store for you to hear. Today, we want you to know our personal experiences here at this wonderful school that values cultural integration and equity. When I first began going here, it was very different from my previous school, which was in a more urban setting. The change was difficult at first since I was more used to being surrounded by people who looked and talked like me and had lived through similar experiences as mine. I experienced what is known in sociology as culture shock, which is basically the feeling of disorientation someone experiences when they're in an environment with a different way of life, beliefs and values, and patterns of behavior from those they're accustomed to. I found myself uncomfortable in my own skin, even if no one could really tell since I'm lighter than most Latinos. So as my high school career progressed, I noticed how silent I felt in the classroom particularly in group work. Since my school is mostly white, it was no surprise that oftentimes I'd end up being the only non-white person in a group. I wouldn't really share my ideas because I felt ignored and because teammates would do the work and I'd try to work with them as well, but sometimes I'd see my ideas just erased altogether or rewritten and later shared off as their own, which pissed me off, but Most importantly, it discouraged me from contributing to group work other times and just made me feel stupid and embarrassed because I didn't really know what to do. I know what you mean. I experienced the same thing when I got here. I was used to the culture shock, though. Since my my family moves around a lot, that didn't really bother me that much. But being in a class in which I'm the only non-white student in can be a struggle. Having to participate while not being comfortable or choosing not to and have my grade drop because of it Let me tell you, that's not fun at all. It isn't. It really gave me the feeling of me against the world, which is very intimidating to face, especially as a sophomore or a freshman year. So I actually want to talk about what exactly inspired us to do this, which was more recent than these experiences we're talking about earlier. So our English class this year, just the environment in it. I mean, personally, I felt that it was very separated off. Um, I know some other students who were also in the class also mentioned that. Did you feel that way? You know, well, when we walked into the classroom, white students were like on one side of the classroom and then students of color were like on another side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I know there's a logical explanation for this, which is, you know, no assigned seating. Everyone just sits with their friends and it's no big deal. Right. Well, I still think that it's very troubling that we have that much self-segregation, you know, kind of by choice in a school that claims to value diversity. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean by that, especially since our class, our whole English class is meant to talk about the diversity or really uncomfortable conversations that people would prefer to sit by their allies or allies or their friends that's why our teacher agreed to the no assigned seating but i see what you mean by the self-segregation 
and how it comes naturally in such a big school that yeah. really supports diversity. But when it comes to that, no one sits next to someone else. They always sit next to their friend that they grew up with since, I don't know, childhood, kindergarten. And yeah. We decided to dig deeper into the self-segregation issue in our school and see what other students had to say about it. Oh, what do you feel is the biggest factor when it comes to different groups self-segregating and avoiding people of other races or ethnic groups? Comfort. Because um, I know too, as a kid, when I was uh, in the busing system, the first thing I did when I got off the bus was um, because I didn't talk to any, like most people here. I knew a couple families, but that was just like because our parents knew each other. That um, I went to the people who, for one, uh, looked like me, because that was what I was used to. And to the people that like had similar uh, cultures as mine. Because I think especially as a kid, you don't, you're not really taught too straight far from your family or your roots or nothing like that. So we tend to like self-segregate due to that idea that, oh, these people are like me, so I'm gonna be most comfortable with these people. And that idea of comfort really limits one's, for one, one's understanding of other cultures and one's um, empathy towards other cultures and one that then, uh, then that leads to, again, that segregation of different people and yeah that's why you get like jocks playing with jocks and things like that yeah. and yeah each you know group of like each how do I say it's like each race right like not only are we separated <laughs> but we want to stay separated like a so lot kind of, of like self segregation. Yeah, self. Yeah, okay. like a lot of the black kids don't want to join groups of white people just because they'd rather stay in the circle of black friends. So I kind of feel like that's on us. But mm. yeah. What do you feel is the biggest problem or factor when it comes to group self segregating and avoiding people of other races or ethnic groups? Like the biggest problem with that. Or like maybe the biggest factor that plays into that? Um, people just not feeling safe to step across that line and actually meeting other people. They feel like, like let's say there's a black group and a white group, like that black group doesn't wanna, a lot of kids don't even wanna try to step over that line because they feel like the white kids will give them the same exact response that they gave the last black kid. And I don't know, people just, I feel, in my opinion, I see that a lot of the black kids are just kind of scared to even try to prove themselves. What we just heard were two different perspectives from students at our school. While they were both from different people and somewhat different in nature, there were common themes in these two students' responses. Fear, comfort, and security. You're exactly right, Delaney. Though I feel the most important part, the idea to take away from this, is that these two different people are experiencing the same emotions. Not only does it prove that this problem 
is spread over all races, it also brings me back to the point on how we can make more allies on this whole topic. Well, yeah, that's true. But I think the really big issue here is, well, not only the clear one, which is that there's really not enough allies and we're experiencing these emotions, but also just the lack of awareness or even unwillingness to acknowledge that this is how people really feel. But well, that's the way life is. Thank you for listening. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode. And feel free to leave some comments. Or better yet, start a conversation. We'll see see you you next time. time.